0: science.
1: What is going on CrossFitters? This is Justin Romare, your host of CBG Radio. Here at Consistency Breeds Growth, we help CrossFitters perform, look, and feel more confident in their own skin without tracking macros. We have a special offer just for you. We can guarantee that you start to look and feel like a CrossFitter in four short weeks or your money back. Ditch the fad diets, quit tracking every gram of food, and let us help you get the results that you deserve without tracking macros. Enjoy the podcast.
0: All right, guys, we are live. Welcome back to Fit Body Secrets. I am Coach Cheryl, and this is Coach Justin from CBG. Did I said that right? CBG? That's it. Yeah, because this is also known as the Wad nutritionist here to bring some value today. I actually reached out to him on Instagram because I also follow him. I like to follow a lot of the good coaches in the space. And I do find that you have a lot of good messages that I often will share with my own clients. Or I find like, oh, I said that last week. And it's just whenever I find somebody like that in the space, I always want to collaborate with them because, you know, I think that there's this, thought that like, well, we're com- competitors, right? We're different nutrition coaches. And honestly, no, that is not the thing at all. When you're in this space, it's about like, I want more people like me and he wants more people like him to share because there's so many people in the world and there's only one of me and one of him. So the more we can bring value, the better. So welcome to the show, Justin. Um, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks, Cheryl. I'm a fan. Something you said the other day on your uh, your Instagram, uh, you know it was something along the lines of um feeding your social life but not like fueling your wads, you know? Yeah. Like, oh man, that hit me so hard. I'm like, that's what people do, you know? Yeah. And so we're gonna we're gonna uh we're gonna steal that and make it our own version and get it out to our community. And like it. it's, yeah. it's it's cool. So I'm a fan. So I'm I'm really happy to be here.
0: Same thing for you, man. There's times where I'm like looking for some inspiration on how to say something I'm like that's the message i got to get out and that's yeah. and that's what we do we share we collaborate and hopefully somebody else gets value out of it the more platform we can build the better so the first thing i want to do justin is honestly what's funny is when i started reaching out to you we had a conversation years ago which i think was probably when you first started out in getting into the coaching space of like hey need some help with your nutrition and at that point i was also just kind of transitioning from being a CrossFit coach into doing more remote coaching nutritionally. Uh, so we were kind of both in the same space. So uh, your background is, as I was looking into some things, is you are a former D1 athlete, correct?
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: What did you play? Basketball? Was that right? Baseball. 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 you yeah,
1: pitcher in college. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. And then you, from there, you went into CrossFit. How'd you get into CrossFit?
1: Well, I had a buddy of mine. Um, he's the fittest man in Louisiana a couple times. His name is Taylor DiMaggio. Uh, great guy. I think you know him, right? I know him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, regional athlete, RIP regionals. He was there multiple years. I was uh, you know, helping with you know helping him with this nutrition game day stuff. I had the coach bracelet. I was I was all into it. And so then I was like, all right, well I better be doing CrossFit if I'm like actually gonna (laughs) you know (laughs) show up to these things and do this. And so that's how I got involved. So he inspired me. He's he was my best man at my wedding, and so. Um. Yeah, he's like just a true inspiration fitness wise, and so it's it's really cool to like follow his footsteps and like do what he does. And so I'm always looking at what he what he's doing, and so that's how I really got involved with CrossFit.
0: I don't even know what he's doing at this point, but I would love to just say hi to him again because he's known me since I first started CrossFit. Because back then, before Comp Train was Comp Train, there was the CFNE website, just their main Mm -hmm. gym website, where they had like a little extra work for competitors which morphed into a comp comp competitors wad. And it was like, not even a a legit website. It was like a WordPress like blog. And that's how I got to know him because we used to go back and forth. Like we were very similar athletes and we would always like compare times and such. So it was really cool. And I think that's how we kind of got connected was probably through him. So that's awesome. So now getting into the CrossFit space, um, what got you into like nutrition coaching with CrossFit? Did you just find yourself in a place where you saw the need for it or were people asking you how did that work for you?
1: Yeah, so this is kind of how it went. I was in graduate school at the time. So I was at Yale University. I was getting my master's degree in organic chemistry, right? So just in the sciences. And so I started CrossFit at that time. I'm like, all right, I need something else to do besides just, you know, Being in graduate school, right? And so uh, that's when I found CrossFit. I started uh, going to a gym in Connecticut. And, you know, after about six months there, I was like, all right, let's start taking my nutrition seriously, you know? Um, And I started tracking macros. I was like, now I was doing it for a little bit, doing it for a little bit. I'm like, man, this isn't it. And I was a bachelor at the time, you know, like I didn't have a wife, I didn't have anything to do besides go to graduate school. I'm like, man. You know, there has to be something more beyond this. Right. And so then I, uh, I reached out to RP strength. They hired me on as a coach. I was an RP strength coach for about uh, two years. And this was before they worked with Rich Roning and everybody, you know, before they even were in the CrossFit space like they are now. So I was working with a lot of CrossFit athletes that came through there. I was like, man, but I want to do my own thing. You know, I want to do something a little bit more personalized and actually get on video calls with, with clients and understand them better. Um, Because that's what we have at our CrossFit boxes, right? Like you're face to face with your CrossFit coaches, right? And that uh, fosters accountability and some in relationship and all these other things. And so that's how I really built CBG. So when I first started CBG, we, we started off as programming. We were programming for clients and things like that. And then we shifted over to the nutrition side when, um, I stepped away from, from working for RP, you know? Um, and so, uh, really it came out of, wow, I've been here like a year and a half, two years at my CrossFit box and everybody looks the same why is nobody's body changing? Like what's going on? You know, like we're doing these intense workouts. Um, and, and nothing's, nothing's improving for these people. It must be something else. Right. And that it was the nutrition side, of course, as we all know now. Uh, and so that's why I got involved with it and became so passionate about it. And so that's kind of my story into not only CrossFit, but like the nutrition world and becoming a coach and starting to help people.
0: I love it. And it's so, it's so similar to mine in a different way. I, I, uh, had a similar story with nutrition, where, as I, and I'm sure you can relate, is well, I'll go into, which is one of the things I want to talk about today, anyways, we can kind of segue right into this is when I was really crossFit coach full time, and I started becoming like the head of the challenges. And so my thing was, this is the missing link for me. There's something missing. We're doing these challenges two or three times a year people are getting great results and then they're putting all the weight back on. Mm -hmm. And that was what we were teaching people. It was like, clean it all out. Everything's bad. Or you have to live a paleo lifestyle. You can't, you can't eat things. So it was the opposite for me. Whereas I actually brought macro tracking back into my life uh, because I had walked away from it when I drank the CrossFit Kool-Aid and went all in on paleo and zone. And that was macro tracking per se in a different way. Um, but I kind of brought macro tracking back in. Cause I'm like, listen, this is just not working. This isn't sustainable for people because now they're going out to eat and they're like literally just eating meat because they don't know how to build a balanced meal. Yep. So it's similar in that there was a need for something besides what we were being fed in CrossFit. And so I think the big common ground here, and I love this is like CrossFit training needs CrossFit nutrition coaches. And, and that's why I love your, your like wad nutritionist. I love that because it's so, it's so true. Like people in CrossFit need to understand how to eat for CrossFit. And a lot of the things that they're being fed outside of the CrossFit space is like horrible things like Octavia and all these different, I don't want to bring names into it, but like, it's not the right thing for fueling CrossFit. And so let's go into that. Like, what are your thoughts on the whole like paleo zone and the, the whole CrossFit push towards that types of a lifestyle for people doing CrossFit?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good question. So when it comes down to food elimination diets in general, right? I mean, we don't see our top athletes eliminating foods, right? Just take their, like th- that example right there just kind of just puts the coffin in, in paleo, right? Because our top athletes need to fuel this themselves properly and they need to make sure they fuel themselves properly in a sustainable way. And- <laughs> cutting out foods doesn't allow for that to happen. Right. So when you eliminate those certain foods, your body urges those foods more. Uh, and therefore it's not something sustainable for most people. Right. And so that's why the paleo system and the system that CrossFit actually communicates to its members at the present is still not an effective system. And why there, there are coaches like you and me out there to show people that if you have balanced, hyper palatable, high calorie foods and in moderation, it's going to help you fuel for your CrossFit workouts better, get the results you want, and actually get stronger and improve performance at the gym. Yeah. And also- so, at- yeah, exactly. Right. So as long as you take the performance approach with your nutrition, the aesthetic results are really going to come. So like I use this example, right? Let's take, um, Danny Spiegel, for example, right? I always like to use her cause so many women look up to her in terms of how strong she is and what she can do out on the competition floor. Um, Danny Spiegel doesn't eliminate any foods. She eats incrustables and this stuff to help fuel her performance correctly. Right now, can she have more encrustables than somebody doing CrossFit once per day? Yes, but it doesn't mean that you can't have encrustables. Right. And so Danny Spiegel is mostly focused on performance. How can she improve to make it to the CrossFit games and be where she wants to be in terms of her strength numbers, her gymnastics, muscle endurance, et cetera. Right. And so therefore she eats the right foods in the right quantities at the right times and fuels her body appropriately. As a consequence of that, aesthetically she looks amazing, right? And so we don't need to cut out foods to reach our goals. We just have to get to a point where we're able to incorporate the foods that we love in moderation and foods you don't like, don't eat them, right? And so that's why a paleo system fails um as well as just the limited carbohydrate cho- choices which is the uh the primary fuel source for CrossFit workouts in general.
0: I also think that for me, when I was following a paleo diet, I went down the rabbit hole of, I'm really craving carbohydrates and I can't have them. So it was like almond butter cookies. And like, I was eating like three times the amount of calories and I was gaining weight because I'm like starving for carbs, but I'm feeding my body fat, which is not what my body needs at that time. So, um, kind of want to talk to you a little bit about that as we're kind of talking about CrossFit paleo zone is- um, a lot of your messaging is, you know, like you don't have to track macros, you don't have to track macros. Yeah. hundred percent agree with that. Um, because I think that it can get to where people become obsessive about tracking macros and there is a place where you want to be dialed in. I want to talk a little bit about your vision in terms of nutrition, nutrition coaching, like what you want your clienteles, um, to feel and, and experience in terms of like, are they tracking what that looks like, what are they tracking and and how to move on from that and like what your philosophy is?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, this is a really good question. So when it comes to macros in general, it can't be contested, the science of it. It is thermodynamics, right? The calories in, calories out, lowering and changing and personalizing macros to fit your goals. It, it can't be contested, right? And so that's why so many people believe in it and follow it and, and, you know, get results from tracking macros, right? The issue is the practicality. How practical is it to track every gram of food for the remainder of your life? Right. Right. There's nobody's grandma's tracking macros right now. Most probably probably some grandmas out there, right. That are tracking macros. That's awesome. But most grandmas aren't right. And fat loss was discovered 200 years ago. Right. And so how can we bridge the gap between being so meticulous of tracking every single gram of food, but, um, Also understanding our intake without having to track. And so that's the gap that we help bridge for so many CrossFitters in our community and around the world. And so there, there is a time and a place for people to track macros, especially to understand food concepts and protocols. And Hey, you know, oh, that's that many carbs. I had no idea. I eat one of those or two of those every day. Right. And really starting to see things pile up and add up when people just don't have the realization of how much they're actually eating from a caloric perspective, not from a food volume perspective. That's what gives people that understanding and education, food volume versus actual calories, right? Once you have that adjusted and you really start understanding the portion sizes of food that you're eating, you don't need to track macros anymore. You just need to transfer those skills into something that allows you to understand your intake without tracking, right? And so I see two things kind of happening over the next five to 10 years. One or or it's a possibility. It's kind of a this or that macros can be used as a really great tool for people to start a good new just good health journey of weight loss, building muscle performance. Um, it can be used as a segue into something long term and sustainable, right? We can choose this, the community, me, you coaches, we can choose this route. Hey, we're going to start by tracking macros and then we're going to shift into something different once we have that adjusted and we get closer to our goals or macros would just become a fad diet. That's the other option.
0: I feel like macros will never be a fad diet only because here's my thoughts on Mac. I think mm-hmm. that application of macros for fat loss, but unfortunately macros is science. Like you said, we, no matter what we go, what every fad diet is built around macros. Uh, keto we're eliminating carbohydrates and focusing right. on fat and protein, you know, not even protein, you know, we're going, you know, the weight watchers, there's a emphasis on some kind of a macro. There's no way around macronutrients. I think that's something that I like to say is, and I've made a post about this is we don't eat macros. We don't go to a restaurant and say, Hey, I'm going to order 40 grams of protein, 15 grams of fat, and 60 grams of carbs. Can I get that mm-hmm. on my plate? No we order steak asparagus potatoes and chicken and rice and so it's like you said it's bridging that gap of awareness and and this is where i wanted to like i could get, i get so passionate about this is because people focus on like coaching is like are you going to set my macros and well yeah i'm going to do that but that's not going to teach you how to maintain these results you've got to understand like you said you got to bridge that gap of how to eat to hit your macros there's the the two piece of it and i think that this is where macro tracking can get into a slippery slope of, like you said, that fad, because you're going to get some people. I mean, I don't have a problem tracking my food. I could track my food every day. Yeah, Part of my daily routine. That's right. also my personality. I'm yep. a very, you know, that's not for everybody. You know, there's people that don't want to do that. They want to be able to have a plate of food and be like, I don't have to, if I want to have an extra half a piece of chicken, I know what that's going to do. And I can do that if I wanted to, I just don't choose to. So I think that is where you come in and really can, you do a good job of bridging that gap. And I love that.
1: Thank you. Yeah. And I think for you too, Cheryl, like you tracking, like, I think people just need to be honest with themselves. There are some people out there like yourself and others that can track and it doesn't create any unhealthy behavior. They actually enjoy it. You know, it enjoys, it's enjoyable for them to, put in what they're going to be eating the next day and planning ahead and it helps them build healthy habits. Right. Um, but people just need to be honest with themselves about whether that's them or not. You're honest with yourself. You're like, yeah, I'm consistent with it one day here. Maybe I'm not, per- but Hey, uh, it's a good system for me and it works. A lot of other people, um, say that they're honest with themselves about it, but they're not, they track right. during the week and not the weekend. Yep. Right. And if you're
0: talk about the next two, Yeah,
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. So like, how do we find a way to really be honest with ourselves about whether tracking macros has kind of reached its limit for us and we need to learn a new practical way or, hey, this is something consistent for us, you know? So like a vegetarian, for example, they don't eat meat during the, the, you know, they're not plant-based during the week and then eat meat during the weekends. Right right? They're vegetarian, yep. they're plant-based all the way through. Yep. And so if you're tracking macros and you want to rely on it as a, as a educational tool in understanding of your total caloric intake throughout the week, you can't miss two days of the seven. Yep, That's a big percentage of days you're missing to understand your intake. Yep. And so you can't do that. And so you're one of those people out there saying you're plant-based, but you eat meat on the weekends, yeah. right? doesn't make yeah. sense.
0: Yeah. And that's where I feel like there's two things that really hit me there is one is the, one of the pitfalls of macro tracking is the whole, if it fits your macros things, it doesn't really address food quality sometimes for some people. And that's something that I'm very big about, like, Hey, you gotta be eating the right stuff. Um, and there's still so much like misconceptions. It doesn't really teach portion control of like being at a social setting and like understanding what it feels like to just have a serving of chips, you know? And I think that that's also part of the problem and CrossFitters, Are all in and all out. Like, I know this because that used to be me. Weekends, it was like, hey, crush a wad and we're going to go drink beer and have pizza or like burgers and french fries. Like, that was it. And like, the overindulgence wasn't ever really addressed. And that's a lot of guilt that people don't talk about. They don't talk about what's going on in their head when they're partaking in those behaviors. And it almost sets them up for failure. So, that was something that just made me think of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think the mindset side and improving our relationship with our bodies and our food is something not addressed with macros, right? Also, some habits are built around macros, right? Because this is why I like it initially for some people. It teaches them that they need to meal prep. Mm -hmm. They need to prioritize getting in enough protein, like some of these, uh, these concepts, right? But there are some habits also not built. Yep. When do we eat throughout the day? Are there certain times that you should be eating throughout the day? Doesn't really matter, right? But if you can find certain times you can eat throughout the day and build those habits or habit stack them with something else you're doing, yeah. you're going to be set up more, you know, just more successfully in the long term. Macros mm-hmm. doesn't address that. It yeah. kind of feels, you know, when you go to your CrossFit gym and the workouts on the board, right? The workout being on the board is magical. You don't have to think about the workout, everything is complete for you, right? That's kind of how I feel our blueprints are. It's, hey, this these are the times that you can eat. These are the portion sizes. You're going to select your own foods. You're going to figure out how to go from the macro to the portion size to the blueprint. It doesn't mean you have to be perfect, and we're going to help guide you along this way and this map to help you build the habits. Macros for me is kind of like you go to your CrossFit gym, and they're like, hey, guys, we're going to do rowing, wall balls, and push press today. Come up with your own workout. Yeah. This is how many of each go figure out what you're going to do. Amrap email. Right. You need a good coach on the other end, coaching you through your macro journey.
0: Mm-hmm. Cause if
1: not, you're going to pick some random workout, one rep, push, press one rep row. And then you're going to go home. And yeah. You're not going to do it. And but this you need like, good coaches too.
0: This is so good for me. Cause what I'm really hearing is that I want every one of our listeners to hear this is like macro calculators are not the solution to your problems. They're not. Yep. of the time I'm going to, and I don't even have a, I'm just going to, that's my opinion because it's only a component of the problem and that it's a part of the plan. It's not the whole plan. And that, and I think that I'm sure you get this when people reach out to you for nutrition coaching, What does nutrition coaching do? It's, it's everything. It is helping you figure out your meal structures and meal planning, what that looks like for your lifestyle. In fact, when you were talking about what got you into coaching, it made me really think about like, ah, connection based model. Like that's what I've built my business on is like, it's not just like, and and I'm not going to name any names, but I'm sure you get a lot of the same people from different companies that are like, this is so different than what I've ever experienced. I didn't have this with my last coach. Yeah. I never talked to my coach. I've had that. I yeah. can't believe you actually got on the phone with me. I'm like, well, because I want to know who you are and what you value in life. So just yeah. so much going on in my head right now with talking to you about all this stuff for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, me too. I think the relationship component is what most people need that fosters the accountability component, right? So if you have a coach that truly believes in you, is doing video calls with you, has the 24 7 tech support, uh, you know, you're sending your PRs, you guys celebrate together, all this stuff. You're like, man, I better be doing this program. Yeah. Because my coach is there like actually believing in me on the other end. If you have a coach, it's like, hey, here are your macros. Email me on Monday. That's not coaching.
0: Yeah.
1: It used to be coaching. Maybe it's not coaching now. That's like you going to your CrossFit box and them saying, hey, here's the AMRAP. Go in the corner, do it yourself and let me know your score after and we'll evaluate things. No, that's not coaching. so So true. It's not coaching.
0: So true. And it's, it's sad, but that's what a lot of people get, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, and so look, I'm with you on the, Hey, a lot of people need a coach for this. It's so hard. Um, you know, and this is why we do these talks, right? Because it's our job to, Hey guys, like if you're going to reach your goals, you're going to have to invest in yourself at some point. Yeah. Right.
0: And why and, do coaches have coaches?
1: Right. Exactly. Always, you know, so yeah, exactly. And so for me, like, I like to think of it as, Selling is helping. If you think selling is convincing, then you're not ready for a coach. If you think I'm trying to convince you to join, we have plenty of clients in our program right now. We don't need any more clients. I would love to have more clients and help more people, but I'm not trying to convince you. These are your goals, right? I'm trying to help you, right? And so nobody ever reached their goals for free. Mm-hmm. I can tell okay. you how much money I've spent on my CrossFit gym memberships, on programming, on building this business, so I could help other people do what I taught myself. Absolutely, how to do. and I
0: can tell you right now, I can bet it's phenomenal. It's the number probably astronomical to what people would think because I've invested the same stuff, and it's like mm-hmm. every time I make that investment, I'm like, it's gonna hurt, but it's gonna help.
1: <laughs> it's exactly, the only way
0: you're gonna grow. It's the only way you're gonna grow, and I know that. So, yeah. and every time I've made that investment, it's always been. I'm glad I did it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So,
1: when you pay, you pay attention.
0: For sure. That's for
1: it. Sure. And you just need to make sure the value on the other end is absolutely actually right for you. And so you need to find the right program. You need to research. You need to ask questions. Hey, what are your coaches like? What do I get in my experience? Yep. Have you helped somebody like me before that has um that's in perimenopause or yep. that you know uh, that's postpartum and is breastfeeding? Have you helped somebody like that? Ask these questions. Don't just find some bodybuilder guy out there and or just this, sign up this with him.
0: This person right. is a hundred dollars. Well, there's probably a reason for that. <laughs> right. So yeah. it's just, you know, but so anyways, I want to segue into, this is a, a big topic. I think that, and I know, I know we're going to have similar answers, like going into the goals of the primary people that reach out to you. is like, I'm trying to lose weight. I'm doing CrossFit. Like you mentioned, the people in the box are doing everything. What are like some of the most common things that you find common denominators amongst these people that reach out to you that need nutrition coaching and they're not seeing results.
1: Yeah. The common things that people are looking for, signing up for our program are improving their relationship with food, not thinking about it all the time performance, meaning, Hey, I want to go faster. I want to build strength. I want to look strong and I want to lose body fat and actually look like a CrossFit. I go to my 5am CrossFit. I've been doing it three years and I, I feel like I have nothing to show for it. Mm-hmm. Those are the th- the main things for the CrossFitters that we help around the world. Tell me on the call that th- that's what they want.
0: Yeah. And then what do you find to be, it, it, what I was really trying to get at is like the common mistakes that you're finding. Like the first thing initially that typically y- that you see is very most common for you. Do you find that you have a common thing?
1: Yeah, there's a couple things for CrossFitter specifically, right? So we, um, a lot of people think just because they're doing CrossFit that they can just eat however much yep. they want, right? So it
0: depends. Yeah, I earn my calories. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly, right. And so you look, guys. The reality is, you burn maybe 250 to 300 calories in a CrossFit workout. Yeah, that's about it. This is like one croissant, one donut. Yeah. So if your nutrition is not where it needs to be, like you're like a street performer on a cul-de-sac. Like nothing, you, you, nothing, nothing's gonna happen. Right. So the nutrition side needs to be taken into account. The biggest thing I find as well is like people are not uh, eating enough throughout the day and eating enough throughout the week. And so you have these micro miso cycles of binge eating or overeating. Right. I'm not eating enough throughout the day. And then get to nighttime. You just eat whatever you want. You go way over your caloric intake uh, and therefore you're not losing weight right? Um, and then additionally, they're saying, oh, I'm so good during the week. They can keep themselves, quote, disciplined, right? Or motivated, let's call it. And then the weekend comes and they eat all those hyperpalatable, high calorie foods, right? Um, and saying, oh, well, I'm going to be good during the week. So I can I can just keep eating whatever I want now, right? And so this is, as we mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, fueling your social life, but not fueling your wads. Yeah. Right. And this is a common mistake that we see as well, really, for people um, and people just not knowing how much they're eating, you know, to be honest, um, just in general, just in general, like not knowing how much you're eating and getting in enough protein, which, you know, I would say is the most important macronutrient for pretty much everything. It's an uplifter of all goals. It's the most important for performance. It's the most important for recovery. It's the most important for fat loss. It's the most important for building muscle, yep. right? So getting in those protein quantities, uh, is also something that a lot of people struggle with and a common mistake that I see.
0: I uh, 100%. And I think it like what I wrote down is people think that under eating, like they're like, I'm under eating. That's not why I'm losing weight. And they don't realize that under eating isn't just under eating calories. Oftentimes people are actually over consuming calories, but under eating the wrong types of macronutrients and foods, yeah. and under fueling carbohydrates or things like that. Whereas if you just balance things out um, and you stop under eating during the week, it kind of fixes the weekend binges and it makes you more level. And I think that's where people that I hate that when I I'm not eating enough to lose weight. No, that's not the truth. You're probably eating more than you think. Uh, And that's where, honestly, like you mentioned, getting into macro tracking, I don't even like to call it macro tracking. What it really is, is food tracking because you don't have to hit macros to track your food. You just have to track it to see how much you're eating. Um, And and that's really where people should always start. It's like, let's see. Let's take an assessment of what's actually going in and just fixing things is. But, yes, I would agree. Uh, Hands down. All of that is uh, all the things that I see for sure. The weekend thing. I also see that a lot of people tend to overconsume fat, dietary fat from, uh, I know you mentioned meal prep, people just eat out entirely too often. They're just relying on restaurant food all the time. And you go out to eat, if you ever look at the nutrition facts on a simple salad at a restaurant, it's easily 50, 60 grams of fat in one meal, you know? So um, I think just developing better habits and, you know, I like to say making nutrition a priority in your life, not that it has to be time consuming is important. That, you know, like it's a priority to brush your teeth every day, but it doesn't require you to spend hours thinking about brushing your teeth. That's how simple nutrition should be. And I think that your company, it sounds like does a really good job of teaching people that for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We want to create autonomy around your nutrition, not thinking about the portion size of our I want it to be more autonomous as much as possible. Just like you wake up in the morning, you know, like, man, I got to brush my teeth and I don't know if I'm going to do it this morning or how much am I going to put on the toothbrush? You know how much it's the same every morning. Like you built that habit into your life. You need to build the same habits on the nutrition side. It's really yeah. the same thing, right? And what I find for most CrossFitters, especially like this is the exact cycle that I find, Cheryl. They don't eat enough throughout the day. Then they yeah. go to their CrossFit gym at, at, after work, right? They feel like dog crap at their CrossFit box and in the workout because they didn't eat enough throughout the day. Then eat all their calories at night, overconsume those calories in, in terms of the total amount that they need to eat for fat loss. Um, and then on Monday, their weight's the same, but they think that they starve themselves the whole week because they are literally starving themselves before the workout and then eating all of their calories right after, right? Or they have the weekend thing where they starve themselves during the week when all their workouts are. And usually, most of us are working out once per week. Weekend or maybe even zero on the weekend and that's when you're eating all your calories. Yep, you're doing the wrong It's the exact opposite of what you should be doing, Yeah, you know um, And so yeah having that hey like this is the, the amounts that I need to be eating This is the food tracking or however your food tracking to understand what your intake needs to be The timing and all of that is a huge huge component so that right. you're not overeating
0: so going over some other things, I think that the other thing that I wanted to talk about today is cause I feel like it's so easy to talk about nutrition for fat loss. Um, is you had some pretty high name athletes this year qualify for the games. Um, how do you, what, what do you just personally, what do you like more about coaching the performance side or the fat loss side of things?
1: Man, that's a great question. So there's kind of a, uh, there's so many pros and cons to both, right? Because on the fat loss side, like people are making progress, like yeah. very, you just after week after week, Oh, I had this PR. Oh, I lost one pound. I lost another pound and a half. So great. And you have this constant dopamine feedback as a coach that like yeah, you're doing the right, right, right thing and you're helping them. It's really cool. Whereas like my high level athletes, like Chandler and Sam and Jesse and James, we just had our big dopamine high making the games and now yeah. it's just like getting 1% better, getting 1% better, 1% better each month, not each day or each week, each month. And so that's kind of – I like working with the performance athletes because of that, right? I mean, they're going to the CrossFit Games. I get to see them compete. This is their dream. Um, And I I was a a small part in it, right, which is really cool. But on the fat loss side, it's really, hey, like we're seeing – we're seeing – we're getting dopamine all the time. Boom, boom, we're reaching these goals. And it's really cool to see, especially for people that – uh, you know, have struggled to be healthy their entire life. I mean, there are some people that have been overweight for the majority of their life, and they're finally in a place with with me and my team where they're starting to see progress, and it's really exciting. So, yeah, the kind of it's kind of pros and cons to to both. I would say
0: I can totally relate to that. I have a couple of performance athletes, semifinal athletes, and it's like, and a games athlete as well. But it's like with the fat loss side of things, I like it because, like you said, you're you're. You're helping somebody who likely is very insecure. They're like finally finding that confidence, they're getting that stuff, um, and the performance side of things is what I like about the performance athletes. And this is for anybody that's in a fat loss phase: is the mindset. A person that reaches out for nutrition coaching without the goal of changing their body for the literally the main goal of like I want to be at my best is committed to the process. Yeah, they're not chasing a scale number every single morning to dictate whether or not they're going to be consistent and compliant. They are the best to work with because they are usually 110% going to give you exactly what you need. Their feedback is always filled in. Like they're they're really dialed in on every area. And that's why I, I know you mentioned before about talking about aesthetics being a, 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 a side effect essentially of our performance. That's why I believe in performance-based aesthetics. Like if you are living a lifestyle to be at your best, your fittest, which most CrossFitters, they go to the gym. They're not, they're not doing bicep curls unless they're doing accessory work to get better at doing CrossFit, but they're, they're doing things because so they want to get stronger and fitter in performance. If you're focusing on building your nutrition around that, fat loss happens. And, and that's the only thing I will say is I like the performance because it does keep the focus on the compliance higher. I guess the, the the fat loss, the compliance is good, but I find that when there's only fat loss is the only goal and they're not looking at all the other areas of the life that are being improved, it can be short-lived and like the fuse is going to yeah. burn out. And then that's where we don't want to have that problem happens. So that's why I had a question for you.
1: Yeah, it's a really great question. And so what you literally just mentioned is the greatest hack for CrossFitters to reach their aesthetic goals. A lot of other people don't have the ability to think about fat loss in that way right? Like the moms that go to the boot camps and this stuff, there's nothing wrong with those moms, but they just have to fingers crossed when they step on the scale every Monday, yeah. right? And hopefully they have a good mindset around the way that they feel in the relationship with the scale and their body and all this stuff. For CrossFitters, you can literally use performance as a, uh, a segue into fat loss. You actually care about performance. You do care how strong you get. You're doing CrossFit. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's literally a hack for you to reach your fat loss goals. Right. And I love the, Hey, let's focus on performance. And then the fat loss will come. The aesthetic stuff will come. I think it's the, and if you're not in that mindset before you start our program, our coaches are going to be getting you into that mindset once you're in our program.
0: Yeah. 100%. So the other thing that I want to talk about, and then I'm going to open up to you for anything else you want to share with listeners is a little bit about periodization in terms of, I think that people can be, not knowing when to shift, right? Like, so, and I love, and I, I just recently made a podcast about body recomp, but I think it's so good for CrossFitters to understand how to periodize their nutrition based around their season. Is that something that you do with your clients as well?
1: Yeah. Especially for our performance athletes, periodization mm-hmm. is huge. There's fat loss periodization as well, right? In terms right. of you know, how do you get to a point where you get to the lowest amount of calories for you to be able to finally find that body fat set point and then either go on dieting breaks and things like that. But you mean more on the performance side is something. Yeah. I mean,
0: even for someone that's not chasing games level athlete, but like Mm -hmm. they do care about sport. Right. So here's an example is like somebody reaches out to you mid February and they're like, I want to lose 30 pounds. Right. But they also want to perform their best at quarterfinals and they're on right. the, on the brink of making semifinals, you know, like, yeah. what are your thoughts on all that kind of stuff?
1: Yeah. So this is the trajectory, right. That we go through after the season ends CrossFit games for, let's say CrossFit games, right? Let's say yeah. that's the end of everybody's season. Okay. It's not for somebody like me, my season ends after the open or quarterfinals. Yeah. Right? right. But let's say it's the end of the CrossFit games. All right. That point, at that point, it's time to do a couple things we can one focus on food quality. It's very important as we get closer to the games. And as we get closer to the open food quality is not necessarily more of a priority. It's about, Hey, how do we get in the amount of calories that we need to be able to fuel enough and recover Mm -hmm. from our workouts in the off season? It's all about food quality. How can we set our body up to be strong, And have all the micronutrients and everything that it needs to go through a a healthy season and stay injury-free. Another thing that we do in the off-season is supplement periodization. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be taking some new supplement starting February, right before the open. It's not smart, right? And the third thing we do is uh, we determine if there are any changes that need to be made in your body weight to performance ratio. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. Meaning, Hey, if I lost body fat, I actually think I would be an overall better CrossFit athlete because my gymnastics are my weak point. And therefore if I lost 20 pounds, my gymnastics and my muscle endurance overall will improve. Or, Hey, I actually think I need to put on muscle and prioritize putting on lean muscle this off season because my gymnastics are great. I can do 20 muscle ups unbroken, but I can't snatch 225.
0: Yep. I love that you just said that. And I actually want to take a second to really, to yeah on that. I love that you just said that because I think that there's also and not in a bad way. I never want to think I'm bashing any other companies because I have a lot of respect for a lot of people in the space. But there's also this thing is like, you don't have to lose weight to get better at gymnastics. Absolutely. You don't have to lose weight to get better at gymnastics. I agree with that. Yeah. But I think that that's also a cop out for some people who likely might need to drop 10 to 15 pounds of body fat to be at a healthier weight, to be lifting themselves in the pull-up bar and running on the pavement. And so you're right. That is the time to be doing that. Now, if you're already at a very lean weight and you're just trying to get leaner to get lighter for that, probably not the case. You should be getting stronger, but there is a time and an application for cutting weight to be better at sport. In fact, why are gymnasts so body focused, right? Like, because they're trying to be small, like they have to be light. Uh, We obviously in CrossFit have to also be strong and it, that is the time to reevaluate that and why having a coach in the performance space is so important. That's something that I just wanted to stop and say, because I definitely find that that's something that is a miss can be definitely misconstrued. And, and that be right. like, Oh, I don't have to lose weight. Well, well maybe you would perform better if you were a little lighter. In fact, I have an athlete that was, you know, on the verge of semifinals this year. I'm like, I think that we should cut a little bit in the off season. You're weighing a little heavier, definitely at your size, you could cut a little bit your guys, phenomenally strong strength is not as weak point. So I'm like, you're not going to lose anything. So i want to stop and say something about that for sure. Yeah.
1: I think it's uh, all about leverage and you need yep. to find where your leverage points are. So like, let's say you're trying to improve your gymnastics, right? The first lever is usually changing body weight. That's the first lever. The second lever is skill, mm-hmm. right? If you're can't get the turnover on a ring muscle, you, like Right. That's number two. You got to work on skill because that's, that's probably the second lever for some people. Those two levers may change and maybe, Hey, I have great skill and I'm an athlete and all this other stuff. And so therefore like, you know, those two drinks. And then the last thing I would say, um, overall is getting stronger. Yep. Most people have like prerequisites. It's not that getting stronger won't help you get better at gymnastics. It will, but that's a, a shorter lever to pull. You can only get so much stronger, Right week after right. week after week, month after month after month. Right. And so, yeah, it, I that journey
0: too hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: These are the three levers that I would pull. If you're looking on focusing on yeah. gymnastics, figure out where your weak points are and pull that lever down and pull it hard.
0: Yeah, no, I love it. Well, Justin, this has been awesome. I feel like I've got all the things that I really wanted to get from you, but I want to open up the floor to you to share a little bit more about anything else you want to share with the community. Uh, anything more about your messaging or anything?
1: Yeah, I appreciate it, Cheryl. This was, uh, this was good. It's always good to go into like, we, we could have went way deeper on so many different things. Like we should, we should do it again. It was, it was, uh, it was awesome for me. Um, you know, for us, we're, um, you know, we're focused on obviously helping CrossFitters look, perform and feel confident without tracking macros, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you need to be 50 pounds lighter than where you are right now, or 20 pounds. We want you feeling more confident and good in your workouts. And so, as we've gone through on this podcast, we're going to help you do that in the most autonomous, personalized, yet simplistic way possible. And that's really what our blueprints do, right? Our blueprints are a way for us to understand our intake without tracking macros. And they're simple to follow if you're ready to put in the work and um, work with a relationship-based coach, right? So that's what me and my team do. Um, we are looking for other games athletes, semifinal athletes, and high-level athletes that um, – you know, believe in what we're doing and they need to support a new nutrition side. I think as we know, um, it's not possible to make it to the CrossFit games anymore without a good solid nutrition foundation. It used to be possible, right? 10 years ago, but now it's not possible. And so if there are any athletes out there listening to this that, oh yeah, like this actually sounds like an interesting uh, method and I would like to try it and work with CBG and a team, we are currently taking athletes, uh, to do that. Um, other than that, you know, we have a Facebook group, the Wad nutritionist Facebook group. It's entirely free. It's a private community. And so you need to be doing CrossFit to, uh, to actually be a part of it. Um, and we give out, we do lives on there. We do challenges. We do, uh, we give out a lot of, uh, free information, um, free nutrition guides that can help support you on different goals that you really have for yourself. And so if you're not in that group, uh, I'm sure we can get the link over to you. If you go yep. right over to our Instagram at CBG underscore online underscore nutrition, uh, you, you can find us there. So
0: yeah, I put the link to your um, Instagram in my Perfect. show notes. So that'll be there too. So I'll, I'll get Scott, my guy, he'll add the Wild nutritionist Facebook group in there for you as well. Um, because I, I definitely, like I said, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you're busy. Uh, I could literally talk to you for probably another two hours. (laughs) I really, I really, like, I feel like even after I hit end broadcast, I'm going to still just want to pick your brain because it definitely was a good topic. And I definitely maybe we can do it again after like the games or maybe during the games or whatever, when the athletes are really picking it up. So got one more. Are you watching the semifinals this weekend? The Europe?
1: yeah I'm gonna be watching it um obviously, all of our athletes are are done competing yeah. um and so we have four athletes going to the games this year. We're very excited about it um and I, i'm I'm gonna be at the games this year. I've decided to yeah wow, to make the commitment a... and go um yeah. you know I have so much business stuff wise that I do on a day to day. It's very hard for me yep. to even make it out there, um which is why I didn't go last year but uh yeah i think I think um yeah thank James Sprague rookie of the year I can't miss it so yeah I'll be out there
0: I'm glad that you said that because I can relate to that so much and I think that people think that when you're a nutrition coach that you're just coaching Science. like you're just coaching uh there's Science. so much that goes into Science. what you don't see so and I'm only a fraction of what you are now so uh but thank you so much I'm gonna go ahead and sign off. we only had Bruce Bruce you know Bruce you ever listen to Clydesdale hi Bruce if you're still on he's always yeah, Bruce, what's up yeah. He's always on there making comments, but today he didn't have much to say. So, but, um, all right guys, well, thanks so much for listening. I'm going to go ahead and broadcast and so you can stay on for a few minutes. Bye guys.